0: Hey, faith family, welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to Beyond Sunday. And if you're listening and not watching, you'll see I've got another co-host here. Randy's out of town, Austin. That's right. That's right. Thanks I'm back for... on a little Austin's hiatus, back. but i yeah, back. It's been a little while. Yep. It's been a little while. Um trey was here a couple of weeks ago so big I shoes think to fill I, <laughs> that is big shoes to really fill. big shoes to fill. i think austin was feeling you feeling like slighted because trey was a little left in. out like, yeah a
1: little left out but that's all right
0: <laughs> yeah right um yeah, no, he's way better than i am i know that's i think awesome. it's great to have different voices and um yeah just good so anyway thanks for being here um yep. Softball game tonight, yeah. just real quick. I don't have a joke, but let's talk softball for 30 seconds.
1: We won't waste a ton of time, but big games tonight, real yeah. big games. Now, I guess people like,
0: are hearing right. this, it'll be after the game. That's over.
1: right. They'll probably hear a good result, too. Okay. Two are probably. you predicting? Uh, actually, there's a really good chance we could go 0-2, but <laughs> <laughs> we got a uh, got a good lineup together, and, um, to but we're playing the best team in the league that's 15-2, and, two, and uh-huh. then we're playing another team that's like, you know, twelve and five or something like that. So I the would, two best records in the league are the teams that we're playing.
0: I would like so. a, a Joe Namath type guarantee right here. Like, I guarantee <laughs> right. a win. I don't know if I
1: can go that far, oh, but I uh, I definitely think we got we got the potential to go two and l We also have the potential okay. to go two. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, great. Well, we'll see. Uh, you guys can check that out. On I'm talking
1: the... for the most home runs on the team, though. Oh, are you? Yep. I got two home runs, both inside the park, though. So, That's <laughs> right.
0: Thank you. Here we go. Yep. I just right. had to talk
1: myself up <laughs> since I'm on the podcast. All Power right.
0: positive thinking. There we go. All right. Psalm 91. Um, so, here we go. I uh, had the opportunity just to cover again for Randy. And, by the way, he's back up at Gordon-Conwell yep. this week. So, he's um, teaching those students again. Um, and he'll be back on Sunday. And um, yeah, so anyway, I was fortunate just to have the opportunity to get into Psalm 91 again. And uh, had some questions. Uh, one of the questions that I'm going to lead off with, and then I'll let you chime in with a question or two, um, is one that we talked about at our care and share. Just other rickety shelters. So if you remember, on Sunday morning, we had um, we had a, a slide up front with, like a, a brick type fortress and then, uh, looked like a shack, uh, a rickety shack. And, um, and so we talked about other things. And so I wanted to bring a couple of those to the table, uh, other rickety shacks that we run to that came up in our discussion. You good yeah, with that?
1: That's what, really
0: good. Okay. I'm really good with that. So you can chime in too, if you've got any thoughts, but one that I thought was interesting is, uh, your spouse. Um, when your day's going really hard or when you're faced with like uh like some type of an just confrontation or, or obstacle just the sense of man i i really need to talk to my husband or i really need to talk to my wife about this because they'll help they'll solve the problem they'll just listen to me vent and it feels terrible like to say that you're calling your spouse or uh like someone that important to you, a, a rickety shelter. But at the end of the day, um, they they are in comparison to into God. And so I thought that was a good one. And then the other one that, hmm. that kind of hit me, and I've thought about it a little bit in the past, I'm going to call these end-of-the-day shacks, where you've got a long day in front of you, and I don't know if you guys have felt this, but you've got a long day in front of you, and there's just whatever it is at the end of the day that kind of keeps you going you're like if i can just get to fill in the blank and so three examples one would be social media like just this mindless if i can just get in you know get to the end of the day and scroll and blow time there um just be mindless Uh, tv uh if i can just sit down and just veg and just veg out for you know a half hour Watch the Phillies blow another big beat, you know, right. and just add two. That would be storms right. piling up on top yeah. of each other. The circumstances, and then here's a silly one, but maybe not so silly. Um, ice cream. So this is a personal yeah. confession. Uh, ice cream has gotten me through a day or yeah. two or a dozen where it's like just a long day, and you're like, man, that I'm. I've got my eye on a bowl of ice cream tonight, and that helps me just kind of keep going, looking forward to that, as opposed to looking forward to just getting through whatever that day holds for me, and then saying, now that the day's over, God, I'm I'm coming to you for rest. I'm coming to you to be nourished, and maybe it's reading a verse or uh, a psalm or uh, just taking time to pray. So anyway, end of the day shacks.
1: Yep. Are those both your examples? Yeah. People in your care and share group?
0: Um, both. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Both of those came up.
1: Yeah. Those are good examples. Um, to yeah, add to that, yeah. you um, actually, your end of the day shacks is a better way of saying what I was going to say. In mm-hmm. my mind, I was thinking of like um, guilty pleasures probably isn't the right word, but I was thinking of like some of those like instant gratification type things that we that we go to to help and I don't know, take our mind off, you know, the long day or some of yeah. these things that were like. Just give us that quick like satisfaction or um, relief, almost if, if that makes sense. Yeah. So your example, I mean, that's better. But I was thinking those, you know, something along the same lines as that.
0: Yeah. Um, there and they seem, they seem harmless. Right. And some of them are are actually not like, bad things. In yeah. And exactly. Right. Exactly. That's exactly right, um, especially the spouse one, you know, it, like I said, it feels terrible to call your spouse a rickety shack. Um, but if they're the source of shelter for right. you, yeah. um, and God's not, then they're, you're putting them in a place that they really aren't made to to be. Right. You know, they're not built to be your, your shelter, <laughs> shelter or your fortress. God is. And so they, they will let you down um, in one shape, fashion, or form. So, yeah. Um,
1: I think there's a bunch. I mean, there's a ton of examples, too. I'm just thinking, you know, the big ones that come to mind are always, you might even listed these, you know, money, success. I think a job is a big one. And mm-hmm. you. I think you mentioned that. Um any of those things that we run to to give us worth or some type of value or some type of security. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, that's, that was probably the biggest challenge uh, for me personally, just reading through this Psalm and thinking about God is our dwelling place. But uh, so often I run to, run to other places. Um, all right. I'll, Throw it over to your side of the court here for a question.
1: Yeah, that's good. So um, one of those other practical type questions I had mm-hmm. written down was, obviously, there's a lot of promises in Psalms 91 mm-hmm. that we can, you know, we got to go back to because I think in those moments where we had a rough day or, you know, we're looking, the storms of life come, Yeah. You know, whatever that is, whether that's a hard day at work, what, yeah whatever that is for all of us, it could be different. You know, this is a promise that we need to come back to and cling to and remind ourselves that, you know, God is our security and and cling to all these promises. And so the question I had was, like, uh, what does it practically look like for us to cling to or hold fast to a promise like Psalms 91? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for all of us, it might be a little bit different, but I'd be curious to hear some of your thoughts. Like, as you're trying to remind yourself of these promises or hold fast to this promise, Mm -hmm. what is that going to look like for you to do that? Yeah. It's probably nothing profound either. Just would be curious to hear your thoughts.
0: No. Yeah, it's not profound. I think just those, um, those daily habits, uh, you know, those daily mercies of just being in the Word, uh, and you feel it when you're not there, um, but when you're in the Word, it, it nourishes you spiritually, um, uh, a, like a morning prayer, uh, things like that. Scripture memorization?
1: Yeah, that was definitely where my mind went.
0: Um And, you know, verses 14 through 16 listed off eight different promises that God makes here uh, at the end. The I will, I will, I will. And so even if you were to memorize those three verses, um you'd be in really good shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think I've seen—this is not something I've done, but what I've seen done is, like, people will write— some of these promises out on like a note card mm-hmm. or something, and stick that where they're going to see it all the time. Whether that's like on the bathroom mirror, or whether that's like I've literally you know gotten to people's vehicles and they have like a note card, like taped to their yep. steering wheel, so like they see it every time they get in. So, yep. any way that we can remind ourselves, yeah, of God's promises, memorization, writing it down, so
0: and praying these prayers. Uh, so this is one of the things I left out early in the sermon. Um, just the how well-known this psalm was. So you'll find this interesting, yeah. history buff guy. I do like some history. So there was an Australian uh, brigade commander, uh, the 91st Brigade, and we're in Psalm 91. Wow. Catching yep. this. Yep. World War II, uh, this is how the story goes anyway. Mm-hmm. How precisely true it is, I don't know. Um, but this psalm became known as the Soldier's Psalm because he had it written down on cards and distributed it to everyone in his brigade. And they committed to pray this prayer every morning as a brigade.
1: Yep.
0: And uh, they ended up going into some of the bloodiest battles in World War II. I'm pretty sure it was World War II. Yep. And um, some of these battles, other companies ended up with like 90% fatality rates, like just really bad. Yep. And they said not a soldier uh, was lost uh, from that. From his no brigade. way. Yeah. So, uh, huh. I I just bring that up to say that praying a prayer like like this prayer, like this song and prayer that we have in Psalm ninety one, um, is it one way that we can claim that promise? Yeah. You know, and be nourished by it. So.
1: So am I guaranteed long
0: life if I live in light of this? Okay. Good. <laughs> no, First, I just I, I want to say
1: that was <laughs> really smooth. Yeah. Man. But I'm going to pause that. I had something else I am going to say first, and then we'll go to that. Oh, well, that was really question. good. Okay, go ahead. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. I'm just calling the shots here. I'm not on much, so I'm just going for just it. going road. That's right. So Cheap. I did want to say something that was good, but I'm drawing a blank on it. I was so busy. Um, what was it going to be?
0: Oh, man. This is why we don't let Austin go Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, I went rude, and I totally forgot what I was going to say. If I think of it, I'll let you know. But it's related to um, holding fast to God's... Oh, I know what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been going with the, the high schoolers. We've been going through a series. We finished it up on a Wednesday night and mm-hmm. one of our retreats. We mm-hmm. did a Truth Matters series, and uh, we were looking at like different promises of God and <laughs> uh, what does it look like for us to live in light of that. And one of the things that I was learning and doing some reading of was like we need to realign our life with the truth if we're not um and so like we need to surrender to the truth we need to believe it and we need to we need to know it and so for us you know if we find ourselves during a storm of life running to one of those rickety shacks Mm -hmm. one way that we can hold fast is by surrendering to the truth which is going to mean we're going to need to realign our life with the truth so whether that's like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: not eating the bowl of ice cream or whether that's like you know choosing mentally uh, to come back to the truth of God's word and that's really whatever, good. whatever way it looks like to realign your life, you know, if that's the truth, Yeah, we need to realign our life with it if we're not.
0: That's so. really good. And I remember that series and you talking about it because that's the, the fortress is the truth. Right. But it's much easier sometimes to believe a lie. Yeah. Um, because it feels good. It, exactly. It's easier. hmm. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really great point. Um, no, that's that's well said. And that's, I think, another great example of just living this psalm out. Yeah. Um, I like it. So you said long life. <laughs> I did. I, yeah, verse 16 <laughs> reads, With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And I think the 91st Brigade just claimed that, right? God uh, was going to give so. them long life. That's right. Um, no, I think that... that um, kind of feeds into a, a question I had, and I was making some notes on it early in the week, I didn't really talk about it, but but I asked myself the question, like, if if this was a psalm that Satan quotes to Jesus, yep, right, and if the psalms point us to Jesus, um, right. does it apply to Jesus, or does it apply to me, and does it apply to us as God's people, and and where I settled on it was remembering that it, it does both. Uh,
1: are you talking specifically verse, like the whole psalm? Are you the talking whole like, psalm, okay.
0: including verse 16. Um, but let's use verse 16 as an example. Right. So, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So if Jesus is reading that, how can Jesus read that and say, yeah, that, that applies to me? Even knowing what's in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jerusalem and the cross. Um, But it applies to both because this applies to God's children, including His firstborn, Jesus, and then knowing for us that these aren't guarantees of physical long life, but the spiritual dimension to that as well. And um, it applies to us in the same way that it applies to Jesus. Uh, Bad things happen to Him. Mm-hmm. The the worst, the baddest of bad things happened right. to him, and uh, yet ultimately, God raised him up with victory. Yeah. Um, and so bad things happen to us, too, um, but at the end of the day, we have uh, victory in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple verses that came to my mind, uh, don't fear those who can kill the body. Yeah, so the psalm right. talked a lot about not fearing. Yeah, um, well, how, how can we not fear when someone's, you know, I mentioned, um, Joel Shrum, you Yeah. know, uh, a Donegal grad who was, what year who was martyred. Uh, I'm going right to guess right. he probably graduated in 2000, 2000 Donegal grad. So around your age. Yeah. He was a couple years ahead of me. Okay. Um, hmm. but anyway, like how can you claim don't fear when right. you've got a gun to your head? Um, because... Scriptures tell us, don't fear those who can kill the body. Uh, yeah. only, take, only fear those who can kill the soul. Take mm. your soul, and, and, that's, and that's God. Um, and the other one is one of our favorite promises to claim. Uh, God will work out all things for good for those who love Him. And so Jesus yeah. you know, and us, we can read a psalm like this and say, I'm not going to fear uh, because I don't have to fear those who can take... Take my life. I don't have to fear the circumstances that may come my way because at the end of the day, um, God will work this out uh, for my good. And so, uh, yeah. verse sixteen: uh, with long life, God will satisfy us. Um, that may not be in this in this world, but it will be in the next. Yeah, and so that's good. That's how I think we can claim mm-hmm. some of these promises that we. We know that just in a broken world, are yeah. Physically speaking, out. how in the mm-hmm. world
1: is that going to work out? But, yeah.
0: Yep. So. Hmm. Well said. Yeah, um, but I did. I thought that was really fascinating. This uh, Satan. It was neat to get the Psalm ninety-one.
1: That that was one of my. Yeah. That was actually one of the things I found most interesting. I mean, I thought the the whole sermon was really good, but that part there, like I left, and that was the one one of the things that really stuck in my mind because. I thought, yeah, I found it really fascinating. I mean, where I think a lot of us are familiar with that, like temptation and, mm-hmm. and the uh, verses Satan uses. Mm-hmm. But to read what's next is really that was really fascinating.
0: Yeah, just powerful uh, reminder of. And that's where our victory lies, right in the in the snake crusher, uh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's kind of an off the cuff question then. Um, Satan tempts Jesus. Okay, I'm trying to process this as I'm speaking. Satan yep. tempts Jesus to you know, throw yourself down uh, off off the temple and God's gonna save you. He'll command his angels to guard you. Uh in what ways does Satan tempt us to throw ourself off the temple? Uh because I think in that he's tempting Jesus to you know uh take advantage of his place to uh I mean if Jesus jumps off, and God saves him, he he looks like you know someone super special. So right. pride probably is would play a part of that arrogance, um, but he doesn't. So in what ways does God tempt? Or I'm sorry, not God. Does in what ways does Satan tempt us in a similar way that he tempts Jesus here? That go ahead, do it. Right god's gonna he'll save you he'll command his angels
1: i um i remember hearing and when i was reading i don't know you know that you might say this is not the case but in first john they talk about the uh you know he talks about three different sins that can be summed up it's the pride of life the lust of the flesh and i'm missing one more uh, but i've heard no, that exactly. uh, there's what three you temptations you know what i'm talking about uh-huh. i've heard those temptations can be summarized and those you know and maybe that one being the the pride of life because i know when they said the the commentaries i was reading was saying like when jesus is standing there and satan tempts him with looking at everything that's you know mm-hmm. relating to the lust of the flesh you can have all this yeah so i don't i just that might help put a little bit of. Understanding and uh, what you're talking about there, I don't know. pride ye- of life or
0: ye- yeah, yeah, no, that's good. So Satan can tempt us to say, "Hey, God's God's maybe one of two ways. God promises to bless you, so just you know, go out and take take advantage right. of of what's out there in the world to take advantage of or to accumulate in your own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, because God's promised you blessing and God's promised you. Uh, to to prosper, you know, um, but that, I think, would be a false understanding of what God has actually promised us. Yeah. Um, to some of the people, He does promise physical blessing and material, and we see that play out in the Old Testament, um, but, but not for all of God's people does He promise that, Mm -hmm. um, so that would be probably just a poor reading of Scripture, getting back to your truth claim, uh, truth matters. Right. Um and then on the other side uh, yeah i forget where my mind was going but no i think that's one of the ways that satan can tempt us
1: yeah, yeah. i'm trying to find that verse if i find it i'll let you know but i think that's it's a valid point yeah so
0: yeah good so no i think i don't i'm out of questions or comments you got anything left no that's it all right. I
1: forgot it if I did. So. Alright,
0: yeah, good. Alright, well listen, hey, um, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Appreciate you being, being here. Uh, being on the podcast. Go Calvary Bible Church softball team. That's right. Um, and let's, uh, yeah, let's continue to pursue the Lord uh, and advance His kingdom here while we have opportunity. Hopefully Psalm 91 uh, plays a part in your journey and your growth, and if this podcast or any of the sermons pr- kind of... I don't know, poke questions through your mind or, you know, bring something to the surface, uh, email them into podcast at cbcmj.com. We love to hear from you and answer the questions here on the podcast. So, Lord willing, Randy will be back next week. So... Sorry, Austin. That's fine.
1: He's much better than I am. Uh, bald head of his is wonderful on the podcast.
0: (laughs) We all bring our own strengths, and he's got his hair. That's right, and I have mine. And you have yours. That's right. All right, hey, we love you guys. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.